Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Hatchback Heroes and today we are talking to Lena. That's not her full name but I'm, we're going to stick with, hang on, is it Lena? Lena? Elena, yes. Lena, we'll go with Lena because it's much easier than her full name, I can promise you. It's Greek, so question was, where are you from? I am from Greece, that's yeah. correct. From Athens? Uh, no, I'm from the mainland, from the north. Thessaloniki? Yeah, yeah, Thessaloniki is very close to okay. it. Yeah. yeah. My cool. city is called Kavala. Kavala, right. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? How long have you been working? Who do you work for if you want to tell us? You don't mm-hmm. have to tell us. So I work for Emirates the last five years. Should mm-hmm. be five years in December. Yeah. Okay. And what do you do? I'm a cabin crew. Okay. I'm a cabin crew. You're a cabin crew, cool. That's it. And, um, okay, so besides the flying, what's a normal day for you, like the non-crew, Lena? Oh, boy. You know, when you think about uh, non-crew, it's so weird. Like, normal day. What is a normal day? Wow. Everything, every day is so different. And non-crew day... Uh, could vary from, you know, sleeping 18 hours <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Well, I like feeding people, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah but... <laughs> just so you all know, Lena's prepared me sandwiches, some fruits, pastry. Right. This is nothing, okay? And a cup of tea. Like, but... you're not eating, you need to eat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I was saying to her before, this is the first time one of my guests has fed me. And... I've never fed my guests either, so this is amazing. Well, Thank it's, you very it's much. pretty Greek thing. Echaristo. We need, oh, very nice. Parakalo. I'm very, very excited to eat that at some point soon. If you hear me later on in the interview with a mouthful, then apologies. <laughs> we force feed everyone. I'm sure if you met other Greeks, they're going to just force feed you. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, great. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, besides feeding people, yeah, I like uh, cycling, taking my bicycle and cool. bike all day. I, okay. uh, go I myself, saw the bike out the front. Yeah, cool. I got myself a nice bicycle. Obviously not during summer. <laughs> now it's very nice, though. And, of course, uh, sometimes just uh, typical Dubai life. Sometimes I'm spending my days off collecting donations. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. These donations, are they for anyone in particular? or? Yeah, there is a lot of people who have stuff and they want to donate, but they're not sure how or okay. where. Yeah, yeah. You mean like clothing and that kind of thing, food? And... Yeah, it could be clothing, uh, food actually, not really, but more mostly clothes. Yeah. Mm. So with my work i have the chance to visit places mm. where i can keep the stuff on my house and then just distribute them take it away yeah yeah, yeah cool so yeah that might take some time you know your day to go and collect the items so you seem like you're a, a very giving person as well um, by the sounds of it like your your heart seems to be in a very good place i mean yeah, I guess, but I don't like to think myself like this. Yeah, okay. Just it's a notion. Thing. No, actually, it's a notion we have. Uh, it's an idea we have back home. So, do you know uh, that Greeks, they love to explain everyone that everything is Greek and everything, right? Yeah, so uh, Greek to me. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we have this idea of, it's called philotimo. Right. So, philotimo, it's towards philo, which means to love or to want to. Okay. And Timo, to be honest. So we, we say 
this word exists only in Greek. It's like you have a duty to be honest. You have a duty to take care of people. And this comes back in ancient Greece, that Zeus uh, and, uh, was the god of hospitality. And if there is a traveler, you have a duty to take care of them. You have a duty to feed them. Wow, okay. That's very interesting. Yeah, so it passed down so many generations. Mm. And I, I, I really think I still carry this inside of me. Because I feel like it's, I don't do it because I want to. I, I do it because I have to. So you've been on unpaid leave. Was there any specific reason for this? So you just fancied a break or did you have some ideas already on, on going away and doing something productive with yourself? First of all, I wanted a change of environment. I was like, I can spend my time home in Greece in mm. summer or I can spend it here. And uh, I don't know, I just needed to get away. But also, it was the first time in my life that I could just stop working, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to lose my job, but we need a break, you know? Of it's course. like we're forced to work, work, work all day, all night, and we forget. And that, I think COVID forced us to think in so perspective. Just take a step back. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Because even if I want to, I wouldn't leave my job just to go and do something for me. Because we have this idea that, no, you need to keep on working. You need to keep on working. So mm. I was really grateful that for once, you know, I can not be guilty for taking time off. So what did you decide to do in the end? So firstly, I went home to see my family and friends. And then I always thought I want to go and volunteer somewhere. And I started from the layovers, but it's not really volunteering. You only have limited time on the layover. Yeah, so the, so far what I've been doing is just collecting clothes from people and just uh, distributing it to places in need. Or sometimes sell them and give the money directly to either a school or orphanage. But it's not like I'm really involved, you know, so I thought, you know what, I really need to do something to make a change, you know make a change but make a difference yeah i need to put myself physically there so i decided that i want to go and volunteer somewhere i guess your nature and your background being greek and uh, that whole philotima philotimo correct that's probably like a, a trigger for you to say look cool i'm gonna go and do something with my time and keep exactly. working inverted commas but do it off my own back kind of thing exactly that, yeah, yeah okay I believe you had a couple options. You, I remember we spoke initially and you were talking about you're your going to a place, I think you said it was in Greece, but then that didn't happen and you decided to go elsewhere. Can you tell us about the process with, with all of that? Yeah, so at first I was thinking to volunteer in a refugee camp in my city. Right. However, I believe for volunteerism you should always start from your place. Right. Okay. So I start in, when I was in Dubai, I was doing stuff here. Then I was back home. So it just makes sense for me to help the people around me in my community. But there's two reasons that I decided not to proceed. The first one is I didn't think I will offer maximum help to these people because I, I think, OK, if I'm giving my time, I can choose where to who, which people will benefit the most out of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I found that that maybe I want to help, but maybe I can't help, right? 
The second reason was that the organizations in Europe, actually, they, they're not able to cover your uh, expenses. Mm. So if you volunteer, I was in contact with this refugee camp and they told me you will have to rent a hotel and uh, oh, rent a car and provide your meals, which would cost me approximately a month's salary. Oh, Which, wow, okay, so yeah. that's a lot of money, especially on unpaid leave, you're not earning to be able to provide yeah. for yourself. So, I mean, it should be like this. I mean, I am not don't want to get paid, but, you know, if somebody's offering you free accommodation or free food, they're basically paying you. Mm. You understand what yeah, I true, mean? Yeah, true, true. So, I think volunteerism should be... Um, purely I just want to go and help and I'm doing this because I I can afford it and yeah. that's the true nature of it I'm mm. really helping anyway so that was the two reasons that I decided not to go and uh, actually one day I was just scrolling on my Facebook and I saw a post of one of our amazing colleagues uh, her name is Daniela and she was recommending this place in Zambia and she used her unpaid leave to go there which I thought wow this is awesome because I was thinking to already go and do something but these mm. things were not it was not really working out so I just contacted her and she told me yes I'm here you can come and I was like okay I guess I'm going to Zambia then wow when you thought about it when you saw this post did you think oh is this what I'm interested in? You have to think to yourself, there were certain things with this organization that caught my attention or? Yeah, so the thing is, remember what I told you before, I want to volunteer, but can I help them? I mm. want to, but can I? Yeah. And then when I saw this, I, I said, I think I will maximize my help there. I have contacts in Dubai. I can ask people to give me stuff and bring them to them. I can raise awareness for the school. There's so many stuff I can do, or mm. I can ask uh, more people to come. And uh, so I thought this is perfect for me. And the name of the school is? Simunga Tadizani Trust School. This is uh, <laughs> in Tonga. Uh, it's the Zambian language. Yeah, so Zambians have three main languages, Tonga, Nyanja, and another one, Tonga, I think. Uh, but they have maybe 80 different dialects, I mean, oh, like a lot of languages. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Okay. But they all speak English. Okay, so Simunga Tandizani Trust School. Yeah, so Tandizani means uh, help in Tonga language. Oh, okay. Yeah, Simunga is the name of the village. Oh, I see, okay. Well, okay, so can you tell us about the, about this school, the place that you spent your time at? Are there children of a certain age group or what's the... Okay, uh, so the director of the school, his uh, name is Edwin Nguni and it's um, very an amazing person. He just wanted to help his community and he started teaching the kids under literally a shed. Okay, yeah. So he started the school with literally maybe 10 kids and he was just under the shed, under the African sun, spending his day days just to provide for the kids education and food. And then one lady, she passed by this village. I believe she was American. And she saw this and she was so moved that she decided to build the school. So every month she kept sending donations and slowly, slowly he started building a school. So from these 10 kids, he has now 450 kids. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how many teachers are there? 
So with this allowance and the donation, he's able to pay some teachers. So mm. it's maybe five or six teachers. Five or six teachers and 450 students. Yeah. Wow, that is a lot. So I guess it's uh, understandable what people like you coming in really offer some wanted and needed help yeah. for those teachers. They're, they really appreciate the help of volunteers. Yeah, really. I bet, I bet. So can you tell me what is a day in the life for these children? So basically, school starts 7.30. Right. So we all sing together. You sing together? Yes. Oh, you okay. have to sing. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Otherwise, you, how are you going to start your day? Uh, can you give us a rendition of, of something? Mm. Okay, let me remember. Well, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to love this. Come on. No. Are you shy? <laughs> <clears throat> I'll tell you. So every morning, the teachers yell and then the, the kids yell back. So really? you go like, hello, hello, children. And then the kids go, hello, hello, teacher. Hello, hello, children. Hello, hello, teacher. Children. Teacher, children, teacher. So it's very energetic. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know if you've got like 50 children screaming, that's mm -hmm. wow. That's quite cool. It gets them in the mood for the day. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so nice to, mm. to feel like you're a kid again. Like, mm. I mean, how often do we sing all together, you know? We should go to work and do this. We should. Yeah, that'd be fun. Get everyone in the mood. Yeah, it's a great concept. So you know, seven thirty, we start singing. I I was always trying to have a full cup of coffee before this. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. this energy boost. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we uh, sing. Then we do the little game with the kids and the children, and then uh, national anthem of Zambia. And then we go to the classroom to start classes. And do they have a specific curriculum? Curriculum. Yeah, so uh, first is English and phonics. Phonics. It's like, uh, so you're English, right? Mm. You oh. already know that the letter A sounds like A. Ah, I see what you mean. Right? Okay. So uh, if I see the letter B, how I'm going to associate the sound with the letter B? This mm, is like okay. going down to... I got uh, you. So yeah, we, uh, we did the first one English and uh, then maths and science. But basically, um, it was pretty free. You could either take a class on, for example, Daniela, she was doing yoga for the kids or oh, okay. yeah, environmental, um, like showing them how to recycle, for example, right. the plastic bottles. Cool. Some volunteers were doing art projects. Yeah. It's, it's something like whatever you can yeah, give, yeah. you give. There was a guy, um, previous interview I did, and he was quite involved in a school in Kenya, mm -hmm. in Kibera, it's called a slum school. And yeah, so he was going and doing exactly the same thing. It was people would go in and his specific topic was uh, astronomy. So what was your topic? Did you have anything that you did? Mm -hmm. So I was assisting the teachers mm. and because it's a lot of kids in the classroom, maybe yeah. 40 kids per class. That's a lot, yeah. Uh, assisting the teachers with uh, marking and, you know, like exercise and everything. And then I took on the slow learners and we did the separate class. Okay. Yeah. So I was teaching them. They were really young. So mm. we're teaching just alphabet and, you know, yeah, okay. maths and everything. Yeah. Really basics. Yeah. Okay. 
so that was I did it uh, until um, twelve thirty, mm. and then at twelve thirty we all eat lunch together. Okay, so, all four hundred and fifty. Yes, yeah, I mean um, we take turns. Oh, I see. Uh, but uh, everyone is eating together, and yeah. okay, so first the youngest, the younger goes, and then. Higher and higher, right? Okay. And I was assisting in the lunch process. So okay. I would just... We like to feed. This, oh, I love feed. to feed, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, distribute the lunch, help them cleaning. Mm. And, yes, after 12.30, after we finish the lunch, we would do dance and art. Okay, so we now have to get you to sing and <laughs> some dance. No one can see the dancing, but I'll, I'll tell you how it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's All okay. Right. It's okay. <laughs> That's quite cool. Um, and do, are you? Can you dance? You did you dance any Greek dancing or anything like that? Smashing plates? Oh, trust me, they don't need. Uh, they don't need to learn to dance. It's no, so they're... true. The cliche that Africans they just born with a rhythm. I saw a two-year-old girl dancing. I will never be able to dance as good as her. No way. Never. Wow. And it, with such a simple beat, you know, just taking the drums and just just doing this, you know? Yeah. And it's this life is simple. And they're really happy with That's it. It's a happy life, isn't it? It's happy life. Yeah. yeah. I think we living in the, the society we live in, there's so many things that we bring into our life that are worrisome and stressful and so forth. But it would be nice to sometimes yeah. be able to live. We have obviously our benefits, but uh, to have that kind of simple life would be well, it's happiness. It is. I think the more we get away from nature, the more we make ourselves not sad, but we're losing touch with our inner child. Mm. Yeah. You get it? Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, so people there, they, they're so used to live in a community. Like you have to live in a community because otherwise you will not survive. So that's it. Yeah, exactly. There's no way I'm, I'm going to eat and I'm not going to give you to eat something. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. We have to stick together. That's it. And uh, everyone, everyone is contributing. This is why this man started the school. He told me, I, I can't bear the fact that I have a house and then there's kids that they cannot afford to eat lunch. Mm, very selfless, nice, friendly attitude. Yeah, he was amazing. Do the children get provided with a uniform and, and how, how is the things like the food provided? Is this donations or is the, the money that comes in pays for this on a, a steady basis? Or Yeah, so all the kids have uniforms and they provide the lunch every day. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's really basic, if you oh, ask me, because a kid will not go to school if they don't have to eat, right? Mm. They'll go work. Yeah. So Edwin, he realized from the beginning, if I need to convince the parents to let them go to school, they need to have a lunch, right? Yeah, okay. So as I told you before, this lady, she's sending uh, an allowance that is assisting with the lunch, to buy the lunch okay. every day. And then they're depending on donations as well. Right, okay. So things like rice and um, vegetables uh, or any meat or anything like that? Or... Yeah, so the staple food of uh, Zambia is shima, which is also known as uh, ugali in Kenya. 
Right. So basically it's a pound and maize and they just add water and it's like a dough, kind of like bread, but not really bread. Oh, okay. So they eat this with a relish, which is, could be uh, just vegetables or um, soy pieces. Okay. Occasionally some eggs, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. So very simple. Very simple. Yeah. Okay. And a uniform or anything or just come in there? Some kids had uniforms, but yeah. uh, they could not afford to buy for everyone. I guess it's not needed as long as they're being educated and, you know, having that kind of environment. That's the most important right. part, I would say. Yeah. Right. So in regards to that, what would you say these children need the most? Is it the food or the support or would you say education is the important part? The thing that the kids need the most is financial support. Okay. It's very simple that we take it for granted that we're able to go to school, just to go to school. Yeah. Because if you don't have food on your table, you're not going to think of your education. So they need to keep providing the food and to, you know, the allowance to run the school mm. because they have to pay for the water, they have to pay for the electricity. So yeah, financial support first of okay. all. You said before that if they're not... You know, if there's no food at school, uh, that they'd, they'd go to work. What kind of work is working in the fields or...? Yeah, they could either uh, be working in the field or selling in the market, maybe vegetables. Oh, I see. Yeah, and what age are they, these, these children? Is it from age like three, four, through to it 16? Could be as, yeah, it could be as young as... There's no limit. I've wow. seen kids and maybe five years old trying to... To sell something. To sell the market, yeah. Wow, that's such a shame. But uh, Zambia is still okay compared mm. to other African countries. Okay. Um, I didn't see this a lot. They really, really focus on education. You, they, they do realize how important it is. So I was really grateful to, to see this. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, ed education, I guess, is, I mean, besides needing the financial support, the education is the next step to them being able to improve their lives, I guess, and to find a, a way to, maybe a way out, or just a way to improve their situation, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I bet it was a nice feeling for you being inside the school and, and seeing these children in their elements and you know, being able to get involved. Yeah, nice, yeah, it was one of the best feelings I ever felt in my life. Oh, that sounds so cheesy. No, but can you, can you describe that feeling? <laughs> like... Uh, it's like uh, when you have when you play with the kids. How often do we play? You know, like as an adult, we you forget really. to, to be kids again. We never really grow up. You know, we always carry the kid inside of us. Yeah, I'm eating then... some food by the way. So, yeah, <laughs> enjoy. And then only when I start socializing with, for example, my nephew who is five years old, mm. or the kids there. I realized, oh my God, every time I'm doing something, I'm doing it because I, it will offer something back to me, you know? We don't just do stuff for fun anymore. For yeah, example, if true. I read a book, I read it because I, I want to get more wiser or more clever or learn something new. But yeah. can I just do something, you know, for just me? For the point, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it was so refreshing to feel like a kid again and mm. to to see the world from their point of view right because we yeah. we keep we forget we forget mm. now in regards to feelings mm -hmm. would you say you have a complete polar opposite of these good feelings like of 
did you feel any kind of sadness or helplessness looking at the children and just saying, oh my gosh, mm. type of thing? Or Interesting question. The negative feeling I got was actually when I came here back. Oh, I see. Yeah, because doing something like this make you force you to realize your privilege. Mm. So I guess it was guilt. I felt okay. because I I come back to my apartment, to my real mm. life, and then I just leave the kids behind me, you know. So yeah. I yeah I I tend to feel guilty. I would mm. say, but there no I don't I don't feel I don't feel sad because yeah. I believe that when you feel sad for someone you kind of like putting them under you. Mm. You understand what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I understand they're more unfortunate, but I I don't want to pity them. You understand mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, and this this would just take away the good thing we're doing. Do you think you'll have the opportunity to go back again? And would you make the most of the opportunity? Like spend maybe a few months there or even longer? Oh, definitely. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But maybe... Uh, go- go to another school oh okay yeah yeah yes it's love. not the thing is like i i'm already so attached uh, to the kids and uh, yeah they really make me feel like a, fa- a family really yeah okay but it's again the thing why i'm doing this am mm. i doing this for me because am i if i'm doing this for me i i will go back and you know i'll have all these nice feelings but what did we mention in the beginning of the interview it's like i want to help so I need to maximize the people who will receive my help. I need to choose very wisely. So I already went there. I already, you know, brought all the awareness and, you know, I did my part. Yeah. So it would be kind of selfish for me to go back there. Yeah. Okay, you understand okay. what I mean? And I suppose as well, like this being able to give the information that you're giving now, it might give someone else the thought, okay, I'm going to go to Simunga. Exactly. Instead, and give them the opportunity to go and see, and you may move on to another school or something. There is four amazing crew there now. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Four wow. amazing crew from Emirates. No way. Yep. I'd love to go and do this kind of thing, but never had the opportunity. Mm. So eventually, one day, it'll be good to to go and experience this. Like, well, they would like love to have. have you. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> now, what would you say is the most precious memory you've gained from this experience is there a a specific child that you became very fond of or that you had a special relationship with or is it just an overall kind of experience well there's so many memories Uh, it's really hard to choose Mm. Uh, okay so for the kids i didn't let myself get attached because as i told you i see this as a duty Mm. Uh, so I understand that if I get too attached to the kids or they get too attached to me, it's not right because okay. I will impact their life negatively. So I was there as I was, as I would do a job, okay. right? So we like our teachers, but we don't love them. You know, uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, okay. uh, so I was there, I was keeping my distance. Even I absolutely adore the kids. I knew that I need to keep my limits and yeah man, the most precious memory so the best compliment of my life came from a kid yeah she told me i remind her grandma oh wow yeah 
Wow. So I really start tearing when I heard this because yeah, this wow. girl didn't see my color. She saw her grandma through me, through my behavior. And wow. you understand? Amazing. Yeah, of course. And especially, I guess, the, within your culture as well, family is, is the pinnacle, you know? Yeah. And then the last day before I left, I could not stop crying because mm. the teachers, they had like a, a day uh, dedicated for farewell party. Oh, really? Yeah. Amazing. So everyone brought so much food and, you know, we sat down and we ate all together and they made like a speech, you know, like the Edwin, he said, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for coming here. And me uh, seeing people bringing food that it's so precious there uh, for me it was again all this guilt feeling that I'm so moved that you would choose to buy food for me that I don't need it you know I would go back to my comfort but you still chose to do this yeah I could not stop crying wow yeah and I really felt like these people they treat me like they would treat a family member if they left Wow. Because they, don't need, they didn't need to do this. Mm. They could just say, thank you very much for volunteering here. Goodbye. But they chose to, to do it. So they it treated was, you like one of their own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was one of my most precious memories. Not from Zambia, from everything I've been through. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a big, big thing to say. Yeah. So do you think it's something that anyone can, can do emotionally, physically? Well... Everyone can do it, but not everyone should do it. Mm. You really need to be mentally ready to accept that you're going there just to give. Right. Okay. And it's actually, it's a very big controversial topic right. about volunteerism in Africa. Okay. Some people could claim that you're actually doing more worse than you're doing good by volunteering in an African country as a white okay. person. Right. Because then you're portraying the kids in a state of helplessness and you as a white savior. Mm, okay. So it does happen sometimes. People do tend to fall into this trap because mm. it's legit. Like I really wanted to take a picture with the kids, for example, or, yeah. you know, just hug them. But I did realize that if I do this, then I'm crossing a line that I'm getting involved in their lives understand right, okay uh so if you want to uh, volunteer you should not do it because you want to find yourself or thinking that i'm gonna get something back from it you really need to be to think of it exactly as any other job mm -hmm. because it is what it is it is a job now of course it doesn't take away all the happy feelings uh, i i got but the way I'm portraying it, this is the difference. Yeah, okay. Interesting um, perception. I mean, obviously, volunteering for me is, yeah, to go and, and give. But then to, for you to say not take something from it is very interesting. An interesting way to look at it. And it's very commendable to be able to fully give, take nothing. Because I'm sure a lot of people would go do their volunteering and they want to do it for the experience, mm -hmm. for, yes, that's good, but obviously they take a lot from it as well. So basically there's no such thing as, how we call it, 
selflessness. Like we always take something back. Mm, true. But it doesn't take away the good thing you're doing. Right. Mm. So even the person who will go there to find themselves or whatever, you're still doing good. You know, I don't yeah, want yeah, this. True, true. I don't want this to be a, to make it sound like a reason not for people not to do no, not good. to deter something. Yeah, I I mean it more in a way of your self growth. Okay. Now overall in Africa, I mean, there's plenty of different organizations and communities and and also other airline crew uh, going down there. What do you think, and I've asked this question to other guests as well, what, what do you think makes a, a better group or a better organization stand apart from others and, and like in, in regards to choosing somewhere to, to be? Right, so you, when you're choosing volunteering somewhere, you need to be really, really careful. Mm. And for me, I chose this because I already knew that another crew member went okay. there. Okay, word of mouth. I'm not talking about, though, uh, in terms of danger. I'm talking about there is a lot of exploitation going on as well. Yeah. Uh, so there is actually some some orphanages in some countries of Africa that they keep the kids poor in purpose. So people would come and see and take pity on them. And then it's like a money machine. Right. And then there is other people that I might have gone to and I gave like a big suitcase of clothes and they would just take it for them, you know. Mm. Uh, so you really, this is what I advise to Edwin as well. Uh, you really need to be transparent with everything. So if somebody would send me a toy from Dubai, the first thing I would do is take a picture of the kid holding the toy. And I would make sure I give it personally, so I know it stays with the kid. Yeah. yeah and okay. same, if somebody donated in the school, I would ask the director to take a picture of the receipt. So mm. we, we can send this receipt to the person who sent a donation. Yeah, I see. Because it's not that people don't want to give. Uh, mm. As we said before, people really want to give, but maybe it's a factor that makes them double thing you know think again yeah, like, of course should i give how do i know that the money will go there you don't want to go and send 50 euros or whatever mm -hmm. and then to find out that it's not gone anywhere exactly it's proper if people want to get involved with the school obviously we've got word of mouth with within our crew community mm -hmm. but for someone that's listening and has never really associated with crew or really has a clue on how to go about this what can you say is there any kind of website or yeah so the school is listed in uh, one of the biggest volunteer websites which is work away work away yes okay and uh, they're also very active on facebook uh, they right. have their official group simuga da disani School. yeah and also uh, there is a official web page as well okay perfect yeah. now one quick fun funnish kind of question The school's near Livingston, and I know Victoria Falls is near Livingston. Did you get a sneaky chance? Yes, it was amazing. Yes, good. Yeah, I'm glad it was went. really nice. Yeah, I actually I went to Devil's Pool. Oh, the one, oh, the one that leans over. Yeah, there. yeah. How was that? I wanted to do. It that. was scary, but it was, was it? Oh my god, it was so nice. Basically, yeah. you're just standing at the edge of the waterfall. Yeah. And you looking down to your near death, you know. Wow. It's like, That's crazy. It's very scary, but it's it's really mind blowing. Yeah, I've seen photos of that online, and it looks phenomenal. Now, would you do it? 
I, w- I think I would, yeah. You would, yeah. I, I would love to go down there. It's on my list, of, on my bucket list yeah. to, to do, yeah. And Livingstone is an amazing city. Is it, it's yeah? Li- nightlife is pumping and really? restaurants and everything. Yeah. It's very nice, yeah. Can you compare it to the Greek Isles? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> now, finally, um, any words of wisdom for people out there who may be thinking of doing this kind of thing? Um, words of wisdom from my experience be mentally prepared that it's gonna be hard some days because you're living with 450 kids and then maybe the first days you're really full of energy and then just sort of yeah okay kind of falling yeah and always have in the back of your mind why I'm here and with my actions am I doing good or maybe by mistake I'm doing I'm causing more harm so that's my only advice there are actually some really nice words that people can hopefully take on board and utilize for any trips they might decide to do regarding volunteering so thank you so much Lena for coming on to the show it's been a real pleasure yeah thank you Nick and thank you for allowing me sharing this experience and in case somebody wants to volunteer too encouraging them and you can share the details yeah, perfect. Actually, do you have the website off the top of your head? Or? Yes, it's simungatrascool.com or okay. there is a very active Facebook group as well. Okay, perfect. I'll, um, I'll put the details on to all the social channels thank and you. so forth and uh, we'll get all the information out there for everyone. So, yeah, thank you again, Lena. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome. Likewise.